Rock Salt Radio. Be afraid also, tremendously afraid, for the day of reckoning is upon us. Broadcasting from within our six feet social distance. Well, me and the Lord, we got an understanding. We're on a mission from God. Putting the band back together. Forget it. No way. We're on a mission from God. Matt, me and Elwood. Putting the band back together. Ma'am, you gotta understand that this is a lot bigger than any domestic problems you might be experiencing. Would it make you feel any better if you knew that what we're asking Matt here to do is a holy thing? You see, we're on a mission from God. First you trade the Cadillac for a microphone, then you lie to me about the band, now you're gonna put me right back in the joint. They're not gonna catch us. We're on a mission from God. There's 106 miles to Chicago, we got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Lord works in mysterious ways. Yep. Mm-hmm. Strike up the band, Sal. Yeah, do your little ska dance, Aaron. <laughs> I still got to post that video of, of you dancing to New Kids on the Block. <laughs> uh, no, you don't. Yeah. You know what everybody said when I showed them the video? He, he's got surprisingly good rhythm for a white guy. <laughs> Except my wife. Love yeah. you, honey. Yeah, she went, yeah, that's that's my husband. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Another episode of Rock Salt Musecast Experience. Hope you're listening to the Spotify Premium um, version because uh, we have some great music today. Yeah. That you're going to listen, that you're going to hear. So, But if you want to reach out to us, it's rocksaltradio at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, and then uh, like and subscribe to us to your favorite. You were on a roll. Platform. I'm just letting you go there, yeah, man. Podcast for myself. So. Uh, all right. But thanks everybody for joining. Hey, us. look, I'll help you out here. I'll give you the assist. We're on iHeart. We're on Ample iTunes. We're uh, on Spotify, Stitcher, uh, many others. I can't remember all of them. Google. Yeah, we're all over the place. Um, oh, don't forget the YouTube channel as well. Oh, yeah. We're on YouTube, so go uh, search Rock Salt Muse- Musecast, and uh, we'll get to that. Don't don't get too far ahead here, Aaron. Okay. We'll get to that. Uh, today, on today's show, we're going to talk to the guys from Saving Darkness. All the way from South Carolina. From South Carolina. Some good old Southern boys, and... Um, we're going to do 2013 uh, for the flashback and the 4 from 10, right? Yes. And uh, I think we should talk about this thing going on with the Nirvana album. You don't know about this, right? No. You, you haven't heard about me. this? Surprise yeah. Me. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll surprise you. Okay. And we'll talk about the uh, Nirvana thing going on later. And uh, I don't know. 
whatever else comes up. Is there an Ask Dave today? Yes, sir. Okay, we got Ask Dave. I sent you one of the questions already because I wanted you on to think about it, but yeah, we didn't see it. I did see it. I found the question odd because we both know the answer. So okay, Um, all right. Maybe I I misunderstood it. I don't know. Maybe I misunderstood the question. All right, so. Jesus is a friend of mine. Oh, this is... I'll be honest here. We're just going to be honest. When you wanted to play this at the opening, I was like, really? (laughs) And and it's now grown on me. Yeah. Do you like that? When I'm feeling down, I just... uh, There you go. I just put that on. Which one do you uh, like better? Do you like the original or do you like the Rude Boy George? Or do you like the insiders? No, I, I... The new one I like. You like... Yeah, see, I like the new one best, too. It's an updated version. Yeah. I'm not saying this one... I, I don't listen to this one anymore, but clearly the newer version's kind of updated. I don't like it. Yeah, it's got a little uh, uh, jump in its step. Yes. All right. What's the first band today, Aaron? Oh, it's Minio. Say his name. Say his name. Andy Minio, brand new song. Uh, we're going to start off with that. So On the Rock Salt Musecast Experience. Hey, this is Steve from the Ward 66, and you are listening to the Dynamic Duo of Podcasters, Aaron and Dave on Rock Salt Radio. Rock Salt Musecast experience with Aaron and Dave. And, uh, oh, we went and saw Tim Hawkins. One of your favorites last week. Oh, my gosh. Tim Hawkins. And uh, you know I'm a fan of uh, Ken Kinnison now too. Uh, he he. Uh, it opened. wasn't Kinnison. It was Kenny Thompson. No, no. King uh, Kingston. Ken? Kingston. Oh, did was, I? Was it Kingston? I, I, yeah, Kingston. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I, I gave him an ing and he, yeah. he, 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 <laughs> he doesn't have that. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was fun. I yes. I enjoyed it, and it wasn't. Uh, well, number one. That Bayside Church, wow, that place is cool. Yeah. As far as churches go, that's a pretty cool church. Made me want to go there. Yeah, they, they have like 20 services a weekend. Yeah, it seemed like. <laughs> it's like uh, one of five services on Sunday. And I was like, wow. <laughs> and then they have like two on Saturday. So, But I did like that because they said one of their services started at 11, and I have a hard time waking up on Sunday. So 11 like perfect for me. Yeah. And then if you are a football fan, and I know you're really not watching the NFL anymore, you can go to church Saturday night and then have all day Sunday to watch uh, football. They, so They had like a coffee shop there. Did you they, notice that? They used to have a Starbucks. Did there. they really? Yeah, and then they maybe some political views or something kind of altered with Starbucks. <laughs> you maybe. think? You think? And, and so hey, now they you got know what? Thing. There was not a lot of love for Gavin Newsom that night. Oh my gosh. That there was, was not wish, a lot of love. You for know, him. I recorded some of the segments and I'm going to put them on our YouTube channel. Okay. Don't get us guys. in trouble. No, no, no. And I just want the people who haven't seen them before, you're going to get some kind of deal what they're like from what I recorded. But I wish I had been recording that because that was the loudest oh, noise. You know, when, oh. when they, uh, who was it? It was, it was uh, uh, Tim that, that made the, the recall joke, right? Yes. And I can't recreate the recall joke, but it was a recall joke. And man, he got a standing ovation. Yeah. There are a lot of people here that do not like Governor Newsom, regardless of what the media is telling you. Yeah, I get I get the feeling the way I don't want to make this about Gavin that no. he's getting mad at the media, 
uh, that he's sensing that um, he's not liked. Yeah. Well, you know, Camilla dropped out on him, too. <laughs> and, you know, oh, I don't want to get political, but I yeah. did read this thing uh, this week and I went, oh, that makes total sense because they're ma- they're they're canceling a lot of her stops. Yeah. And what they're afraid of, what her people are afraid of, is that if she came out and campaigned for Newsom, that everybody would just be asking her about Afghanistan and they don't want to put her in that position. That would be correct. But uh, um, the first game, uh, Ken came out, and uh, I thought his joke about um, his mask being on backwards was funny. I've been wearing this thing backwards the last six months. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was fun. And then uh, uh, Tim came out and was like, been a while since I've been here. Anything, anything going on? And everybody yeah. started laughing. And then he goes, it just, I just want to get this out of the way. Um this is my views on uh, COVID and all that. And then he start, did that. The I, mic started dropping out. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, he couldn't just, understand him. Yeah. He, and there's a, there's a YouTube video out of him at a, a college. He goes, I just want to get this out of the way. I just want to t- share my testimony. And he does the same thing. <laughs> and at, at the end of it, you know, he goes, and that's my testimony. And everybody starts <laughs> laughing. So. I tell you what, that's incredibly hard to do. I, I, mean, I can't of, do it. Yeah, a lot of comedians don't even try because it's, yeah, I it's can't so hard. It. But, I've uh, tried, but I can't do it. And but, I'm not a comedian, by the but way. He's but he's got it down, and uh, it's a funny bit. You know, when I saw uh, Penn and Teller, you know, Penn Gillette, he's the big guy. Teller's the little guy that doesn't talk. Uh, when I saw Penn and Teller, Penn says, and this is the part of the show where we let Teller do his act and he's going to come out and explain it to you. And so Teller came out with a wood chipper, and he started the wood chipper up, and then he stood in front of the mic and just explained everything, and you couldn't hear a word he said. <laughs> so if you're a Tim Hawkins fan, um, he's back touring. So that, that was his first date in quite some time. Definitely so, worth going to see. Oh, yeah. Definitely worth it. And the place was packed. Oh, They had to bring out extra chairs. Yeah, the... Um, he does when he comes to, to here in Sacramento, at Bayside, which is in a town outside of Sacramento, Roseville. Uh, he does two nights, and both nights usually pretty much get close to selling out, or they sell out. So. Wow! I, you know, I was just thinking, Aaron, that uh, maybe we should get uh, Keegan to come out and play Bayside's Coffee House. Yeah. I'm going to a show <laughs> later in November at there. Are you? Which one? Uh, Torn Wells. So yeah, I don't know who that is. Yeah, kind of a pop act. Okay, it reminds me a lot of Michael Jackson, uh, Bruno Mars type. Yeah, but, uh, he's really, um, you know, says uh, you know, really got a good gospel message on okay. the songs. And so, again, I didn't talk to you because I know uh, you're more of the in the uh, heavy rock, but my wife wants to go, and so we're we're going to see Torn Wells, and maybe we'll talk about it on the on the show. I'll. Shows and videos, but yeah, who knows? Be, maybe be, maybe Nancy might like that. I yeah. don't know. It's not up my alley, but no, you know, she might like it. Unless but, Britt but, Nicole's going to be there, <laughs> I'll go see Britt Nicole. <laughs> but we are seeing, you know, we will. Uh, we got Kiss coming up. We got Aftershock coming up. So we are seeing more live events happen. Yeah, and so and that's a good thing. Yes, it it is. We're getting back to well, uh, you know, uh, the. It, the South is getting back to, well, they're normal almost now, <laughs> you know. 
And the South and, has and, never been normal. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and so maybe after September 14th, uh, we'll be back to normal, too. Yeah. Cross your fingers, man. Oh, um, great. Yeah. Vote yes on the recall if you're in I, California. Yeah. I, <laughs> or if you're not in California and you have one of the ballots... <laughs> Because that's already happened. Yeah. <laughs> Where they, do you see that? They popped a guy that had 300 ballots in his car. Yeah. It was like and that's asleep. not a conspiracy theory. That was national news. Oh, they had, the cops took pictures of it. Yeah. Three. Now, I don't think he was out there stealing ballots. I don't think that was his main thing because they found him with a lot of stolen mail. I think he just stole all the mail and ended up with 300 ballots. Regardless, the whole point of the story is that um, even if even if it's not stealing the ballots to change the election, your ballots aren't that safe when you drop them in the mail. They're just not. No, I'm not dropping mine in mail. I, I'll fill it out and I'll go drop it in the drop box that's locked, and I just have to trust past that point that everything's good. And I'm not falling into the conspiracy theory or any of that. I'm just saying that uh, there are people out there that, that want to do bad things. And uh, they'll do whatever they need to do to win. And uh, who's to say? Yeah, I think you're correct. He just was stealing some mail and he had a, some other things. And so, yeah, I think he just ended up with 300 ballots. I'm just saying that it goes to show that it's not as safe as everybody's telling you it is. True. But I, I'm glad you enjoy the show. Yeah, your it was wife, fun. Your wife uh, went and she uh, had, she she had a few laughs. Yeah. And, and so. uh, I love the church. I can't say that enough. The church is really cool. Yeah, it's, you know, it's the full production and everything there. And yeah, they had the a lighting set up. And, and, that, and that is theirs. I mean, you know, the, the other Bayside Church, uh, the Venture Campus, uh, we went to the um, Christmas production there. Yeah. And I, I think I told you about it. It was like, I was like, in a full oh, is that concert. the one? Yeah, it was yeah. like full blown concert. And so, uh, again, these churches are hosting concerts, which is great because uh, it gives the, the the bands don't have to bring out their whole lighting system. Yeah, They're just using the churches. And so, but it was it was a good sh it was. I a do good have show. to throw one thing in. Uh, okay. If you're gonna put seats in there like that, give everybody a little bit of leg room. Yeah, I, yeah, that was a tight squeeze. Yeah. But and so that's when, you know, I showed you where we were the first time we saw him because we got there late and yeah. we were up in the rafters and that's why um, we chose to be down on the ground. A little, little more leg room yeah. down on the floor. Yeah. We didn't have so, a lot of leg room. No. Which isn't, you know, doesn't really mean much to Nancy because she's like five foot tall. But uh, for me, I'm, I mean, I'm no, you know, Will Chamberlain or anything like that, but yeah. Uh, for me, I'm like, ooh, I am kind of uncomfortable at the moment. Yeah, if a, if a person was like six three, six four, they would couldn't probably, do it. Yeah, they it couldn't would be, do it. It would be uncomfortable after a while. Yeah, there. So, but it, it was a great show. Had uh, my son and his girlfriend went, and uh, they laughed the whole night. Yeah, and so and he I did. Had, he, I had seen him before, so I knew some of the jokes. Um, and I wish he had brought out the electric guitar. Yeah. Um, but it, the acoustic thing was great. Well, he I, did jump on the piano. Yeah, I loved. I loved the. I wrote a song about uh, what was it? Seven Day Advent. I don't know. Um, Jehovah Witnesses or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And, and he knocked on the 
knocked on the guitar. <laughs> that was funny. To yeah. me, it was a simple joke, but that was funny. Yeah. And, uh, well, he, he did Chick-fil-A, right? Yes. And I believe he did uh, things you that don't was the say first, to your wife. That was one of the first things he did. Yeah. Things and you don't. I think he just opened up with that, right? Yes. And then he uh, went to uh, later, got on the uh, keyboard and played... Uh, uh oh i don't even it's remember easy, it's easy like sunday morning oh that's right yes and yeah. so that's a song that's not on any of his uh cds or whatever he just oh really show you can find it on youtube if you want to yeah. listen to what we're talking about i think i recorded uh, uh a song we're gonna play on the spotify uh premium version um uh Parents are people too. Yeah, he played that. Yeah, and that, and that was that's the first time I've heard that. And so, uh, but easy like Sunday morning because uh, I can totally relate with uh, trying to get the kids ready for church. <laughs> and uh, it's worse you, than a school oh morning. Oh my gosh! It's <laughs> it's. Uh, there's a comedian out there that does a little bit in the van. They're dra- it's supposed to be like they're in a van driving to church and they're arguing and all that and, and they get to church and it's like hey how's it going you know <laughs> oh man isn't it great to be here and you you fought on your old you, the whole morning you're fighting yeah about getting to church and then you get to church and you put on that the the sunday face and yeah. you know everything's going great yeah well you know there's someone like that in every group just the happy person yeah. and uh i always question how do you do that? I mean, how do you just stay happy all the time? And I, I'll give you an example. There was a DJ that I used to work with um, named Lee Warner, and he since passed away. Um, but I always said he was like Ned Flanders from The Simpsons because, number one, he looked like Ned Flanders from The Simpsons. He had the mustache and everything, right? But this guy, you could not get this guy to say anything negative about anybody ever. And he was just happy all the time and, and nice. And there's always one of those. And you don't, you don't want to uh, be mean or rude to them. But at the same time, there's sometimes you just don't want happy in your face. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, let, me get my, let me get my coffee. Let me get my rock star. Okay, yeah. it takes me like three hours before I'm ready to, to see the world. And, you know, I woke up late and here I am at church. And I just, you know, help a brother out. <laughs> you know, like Bayside, uh, they do a lot of uh, good work with that coffee shop, probably. I would bet. Man. You know, uh, our church has a uh, coffee shop. And, you know, you see people, usually it's the people like that are, church starts at 9, that are arriving around 9, 10, 9, 15, and they're walking in service and they got the coffee. Yeah. They got the ice mocha or whatever, because, you know... I need a little more than the spirit to get me up. And uh, the coffee shop we have uh, supports uh, missionaries, so that it's for a good cause. Yeah, I I always um, uh, my son's uh, girlfriend she attends church with us, and she'll stop at Starbucks. And I'm like, you know, we we have a coffee shop here, and so I think so, so people are used to, to Starbucks. Yeah, but. Uh, it's great that the uh, some of these churches are taking advantage of uh, people's uh, 
addiction. <laughs> <laughs> well, when they start selling yellow rock stars, I'm there. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I think we they sell sodas at ours. Yeah. So. No, they Mountain gotta have the, the yeah. rock star recovery lemonade. That's what I drink. So you tell uh, Pastor Mark over there. <laughs> Dave said he'd be at church if uh, you know if you got some of these. <laughs> So head on down to Smart and Final. Get yourself a flat. <laughs> just for Dave. Yep, just for Dave. You remember Dave. You were his youth pastor years yeah. ago. He'd be like, I don't know that dude. <laughs> so uh, um, check out Tim Hawkins and uh, Ken Kinson. Uh, Kingston. Kingston. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to pronounce them. I'm like, yes. So, so. If you uh, listen to Spotify Premium, you're going to hear the uh, Tim Hopkins and Ken there. And if you're not, we're going to be right back with Saving Darkness. This is Coffee Shop Keegan from Dead Set, and you're listening to Rocks All Radio. Yeah. 
Roxall Musecast experience with Aaron and Dave and on the Zoom. Saving Darkness. Thank you, Aaron. It's Saving Darkness. We got. Well, you, you, you guys introduce yourselves. All right, I'll go first. I'm Frank Bull. I'm the uh, singer. I uh, do most of the lyrics and part rhythm guitar player. He's got a pawn shop back there. Yeah. Behind him. Yeah, he's got lots of guitars hanging on the wall. Well, to be a part-time guitar player, I sure got a lot back there. <laughs> I got a lot of guitars, but I don't play well. And Just, who's the other one? I'm Andy. I'm the bass player. I've been with the band just a little over a year now, but I've known these guys for quite a many years. Yeah. So. All right. Well, um, so I'm just going to start at the beginning. How'd you guys get together? Well, I don't know if you can see this sign back over to my right, Forgiving Grace. That was a, a, a short period of time we had a different band that me and Mike – uh, the lead guitar player was in and it was more of a praise and worship style band it didn't last that long about four or five months and then me and mike branched off and started safe darkness and that's where jesse came into play and uh another guy who was with forgiving grace too but he's no longer with us but that's how we got started and then it transitioned it from there from praise and worship we went to rock we got a little harder rock and then it kind of progressed to sort of the metal side of things so that's kind of, kind of the idea. We want to give a variety of stuff out to people uh, so that we may be able to reach people uh, through different uh, styles of the music. Well, you know, when I was listening to your albums, and you got two albums up on uh, Spotify. Right. Uh, that's what I was, I was like, okay, I can hear Southern rock. There's a little classic rock in there and there's, oh, there's a little screamo. And yeah. you guys got a, uh, just a mix of everything it's like Absolutely. throw it all in the pot, man, and just stir it. Absolutely. You got you got four or five people with different influences. Uh, all those influences come into play when we do our songwriting and, and lyric uh, writing, and that's, that's the way it develops for us. Uh, we like to let it uh, develop naturally uh, with a message in mind. So that's, that's, well, that's the, how music comes up. The message is clear. I mean, there's no hiding what you guys are about. Absolutely. And I, we always say that's, you know, before when we didn't do any screaming stuff, and then we like it. You know, we just use it as ad libs, but we have to be able to be understood and the message and the point being straightforward. Uh, and so that's 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 why. Because, uh, like I said, I write most of the lyrics, and I want them to be biblically uh, founded uh, with that right message. And, and, of course, through the hard times of Christianity. Uh, right. It's not a cakewalk. That, actually, it's harder. Uh, so, and that's what we want people to see. Hey, we have those situations in our life, just like you do. Uh, so we're no different, you know, so and that's what we want people to understand. Do any of the other guys ever come in and, uh, maybe this is a question more for you, Andrew, do any of the other guys ever come in and go, uh, maybe, maybe we're being too overtly Christian on this. Maybe we tone this one back. Does that ever happen? Never. Not really. It happens. We've, the lyrics are sound when you actually get to them and listen to them. And there's a couple of them that have helped me back before I even joined the band to just kind of get reconnected and feel a better way about how I was feeling in the day. Cool. I mean, they're, well, yeah, I, and don't get me wrong. I just, I, I felt I needed to ask that question because, it, like I said, you listen to the music and, there's no doubt. I mean, 
your your Christian rock is far more Christian than Petra's Christian rock. I mean, that's how in your face it is. And that's why, and we wanted to be separate from everybody else in that aspect. Uh, because, I mean, I'm 55, and the generations below me, even, I mean, they're not going to listen to hymns and Southern gospel. They're just not going to. They're not going to go to church, much less, you know, hear anything like that. But if you put different styles out there that may, and I've had people come up to, to me in secular venues crying and saying, man, I needed to hear that song. And I, I gave her a CD and said, well, here, it's on this CD here. So take and listen to it again. And so just that one instant there really makes all the work, all the money you put into it worth it. Yeah, it's got to feel good. Uh, it's got to feel good when someone tells you, hey, this song really touched me this way. Even if that's not what the song was about, but because uh, everybody interprets it differently and puts it to their own Absolutely. life. Well, we had we just recently had a, a situation where we was playing in a secular uh, venue with all secular uh, uh, bands. And I think something was heard that, wow, you got a Christian group in here. But when we're in the secular secular scene, we're gonna we're gonna act like professionals. We're gonna do what we're supposed to do, and we're gonna let the music do its job. Now we didn't come there to preach to them and hit them in the head with the Bible. So we're gonna do our job, get off the stage, and we're gonna support them. You don't and throw the Bibles out like Striper did. You don't just like. I don't secular venue. It just depends on. Just kind of depends on where you're at. If you're in a secular venue and they didn't come to hear the gospel, and we give the gospel through a song. We're over here at the merch table waiting. If you want to talk to us, we're here yeah. available. Just making ourselves available. You know, I, uh, I, we go to, Aaron and I go to this festival out here in Sacramento called Aftershock. It's a big rock festival. And um, it's three, four days. It's four days this year. And so I belong to this Aftershock group on Facebook. And I put up a video of uh, Disciples Rise Up which I, I think is just a great live video. And I, I asked the question, would these guys be welcome at Aftershock because they're so Christian? Right. And all the, all the responses, I got like 75 responses. All the responses were, if the music's good, that's all we care about. And, yeah. and that's, uh, that's kind of what you're doing, which is throwing well, in the mix, times, right? How many times have you listened to music growing up? You never even knew... You might have heard the words in there, but you wasn't paying attention to it. Right. You know, not for salvation. And you look, man, I was singing, I want to be on the highway to hell. You right. Know, and I'm thinking, we love the music, and it was the beat. And so then you start thinking about that later. And so that's our, that's my hopes in the lyric writing, is that later on when they're laying there in the bed and the refrigerator is the only thing they hear running, some of those things pop up into their head. Well, I saw this actually on Facebook this morning, and it's kind of along the same lines, which is uh, – People listen to music in two different ways. Sometimes you throw yourself into the music, and sometimes you throw yourself into the lyrics. Absolutely. Absolutely. I got a daughter that's a violin player, and I tell her, I've told her that all growing up. When you're on stage, you got to step into the music. you got to be the music. That's when the emotions come out, because you're a storyteller, and that's what it's all about. So you're going to bring her on stage with you guys? You're going to get yourself a fiddle player, too, and... Hey, do some devil went down to Georgia, you know. <laughs> hey. Hey, we'll throw a cover in there every now and then. We'll throw a secular cover in there. I mean, we do uh, Kill Switch Engage. Uh, do you really? Yeah, we do one of those. We did one of those recently uh, at a show we opened up for. Uh, who, who was that, Andy? Uh, Blacktop Mojo. Yeah, or no oh, shallow side. side. Yeah, we did it on that one too. Blacktop Mojo. We did a sound check. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh wow. Exactly. 
Wow. Uh, you know, we saw uh, we saw Red one time, and they did a cover of uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit. And it, it, just out of the blue, but it's it's a good way to relate to the audience and connect with the audience, especially if they don't know your music. Exactly. Yeah, they know that, and so they can connect, and it's really cool. So, kill switch engage—that's one I don't normally hear. You know? Yeah. Well, actually, the the headlining band came out of the green room when we started off that song, and they was like, "Hey, you know, that's pretty." I like they liked it, you know. So, and they grabbed their attention, and they play, you know, three four times a week. Yeah, you know, they're on stage, they're they're touring. So you're out in South Carolina. Is that where you yeah, are? Yeah, Spartanburg, South Carolina. Andy's from Gaffney, which is about you know twenty miles northeast of Spartanburg. How's the, how's things out there? You're not being affected by this hurricane that's coming through, are you? Well, it may be, it may sweep just west of us, and I'm going to Myrtle Beach next week, so I hope it stays west. <laughs> 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 and you're heading up north. Uh, I got one more work day for a long overdue vacation, so I, yeah. I hope it misses us. <laughs> yeah, we're but, yeah, here we in North in. Uh, Northern, Northern California, California, and uh, we're on fire. So yep. uh, it's right. it's oh, it's smoky, really bad here now. Well, I'll be honest with you. Out here today, it's per, it's pretty hot. I mean, it's it's in the nineties, uh, and it's high humidity. It's I was just, gonna say when it's ninety in South Carolina, that you got to go throw humidity in there too. You already oh, yeah, know. I'm uh, working in it right now, actually. <laughs> is, I'm at work, but getting a break for a second to do this with y'all so. oh nice well thanks for taking a break yeah thank you appreciate that so um now there is a song and it's the first video that's on your on your website what what's the name of the song um our first video was asking mercy <laughs> is that the one that's on there hmm. aaron's looking it up i'm really bad with names of songs but i wanted to i wanted to focus on the the guitar riff that's on that thing because i i dig it and then you got the double kick pedal you know the double kick i i absolutely love it and it's one of those ones that i i just know that if somebody did it on every single song of their album i go that's way too much double kick but at the same time when i hear it i go i could take that for an entire album (laughs) uh haunted right song yeah haunted right haunted yeah they're the single yeah, yeah. Oh, that's our haunted, haunted is actually off our third album that we haven't released yet. Oh, really? So that's a, that's a new one. It is a new one. Haunted and Bury the Dead are two that's been released from the new album that we're still finishing. We're wow. still working on it. Cool. It sounds great. Um, I think it's going to be a six or seven song CD, I believe, is what it's going to turn out to be. I think that's what we came out with. Yeah. So, so like an EP? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Right on. So, um... Now you guys are staying busy. You're you're well. Aaron told me you got a show coming up with uh, Last Trumpet and Faith Head. Yeah. yeah, they're, yeah, they're in Tennessee and uh, Seven Trumpet. They're out of North Carolina. You know, uh, you know the guys in Faith Head. Uh, we've played with them one time uh, a long time ago, but it's been a while since we've been around. But we we we're connected with uh, you know obviously social media. All right, so here's uh, I got a project for you guys. <laughs> Um, when you, okay. when you see, when you see P diddle, I, I want okay. you to just tell him I've got this amazing slide guitar player. You just have to hear and he'll know, okay. <laughs> he'll know. Uh, yeah. yeah. If I you go back to our older shows. You can listen to the interview. It, it was quite funny. Yeah. Um, 
I, I've got a ton of guitars. I'm not a great guitar player. Um, so <laughs> he'll get a laugh. Me either. That's why I'm part. Me either. That's why I'm part time. Yeah. <laughs> Here, you know what? Uh, my brother told me a long time ago, and I'm not saying this is what you uh, you guys do, but my brother told me, you know, it doesn't matter if you are really a good guitar player or not, because if you get up on stage and make enough noise and jump around enough, that's all people care about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, he knows what I'm talking about. (laughs) Andy knows what's up. (laughs) I make it a point to try to hit every corner of a stage every time we play, just for fun. (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys had any uh, unintentional accidents on stage? Like, you know, Red Red was talking about when we saw him, how the guy slung his guitar around and hit another dude in the head with his guitar. You guys have any stuff like that going on? Well, he just recently broke Ego Box. Jumped up on <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can hear it on the video we got. You can hear that plexiglass cracking on it. Uh, <laughs> See, now I'm going to have to go back failed. and watch it. You're right. I haven't never failed, but I tell you, I've come close a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> Tripping over cords, stuff like that. I'm thinking, man, don't face plant out in the crowd. I have it with Saving Darkness, but in another band I played with, I was going to get up on a stage monitor, and when I went to go, my foot got caught, and I jumped down and went like this, caught it with my elbow, didn't miss the riff, and then stood back up and got caught. <laughs> but I tumbled about five feet off of the stage onto the crowd. Uh, but you made that it look good, good, right? I meant to do that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the show. Yeah, well, you know, I, I feel that Every every band's got some of those stories, you know, of because when you're out in the crowd, you don't realize all the chords that are running around the stage. And even though the bands uh, appear to be not choreographed at all, they are a bit choreographed because you want to know where you're standing and who's doing what. Correct. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, accidents happen. I mean, we were talking one time about. Uh, you know, Robert and Michael Sweet being brothers on stage. And I said, well, if I was Robert Sweet, I'd, I'd do stuff like throw drumsticks at Michael while he was trying to sing or something like that just to right. mess with him, just to get a rise out of him. You guys uh, you guys don't have those kinds of stories? Uh, I, I can't think of none other than, you know, you just mentioned that vape. We were playing at a place, you know, and uh, I, I pulled out the vape and got behind Mike, which was playing a lead, and just blowed a big old cloud around him. He didn't know I was going to do it. And then just come around him. He's like, hey, what's this? This is awesome. So, you know, we, don't, kind of we don't need fog machines. We've got the vape. Absolutely. <laughs> you stay, you stay uh, uh, teamed up up there where you, you, you smoke. <laughs> yeah. So, but, yeah, we, you know, we're, Saving Darkness itself is about seven years old. Uh, and we have transitioned in some players. Uh, me, Mike, and Jesse has pretty much been here the whole time. You guys uh, are Jesse. the driving force. Yeah, me and Mike is really the the, the, the whole foundation of from where it started uh, till now. Uh, in fact, we you know we've we've invested probably the most because we've been there the whole time, equipment and stuff like that. Because when you start out from the ground floor, listen, even it's seven eight years now, you know we still. We still struggle for some equipment. I mean, you know, we need three or four thousand dollars worth of in-ear monitor systems, which wow. will change you. I mean, we had the sound guy from Seventh Day Slumber tell us just the last show we done with them said, you know, if y'all guys had in-ear monitors and a click track, you'd go from a local act to a national touring act. 
and uh, they play every night. Yeah. So, you know, but, but, you know, when you're the front band, you got the least space, the least equipment, and the least time. So you really got to dig into that to make something out of it. So that, that's, that's, that's part of the struggle of being an independent, uh, uh, sort of say, a band versus one of those ones that people setting everything up for you. We do all the work. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I, that's the thing that I've always said about uh, the smaller bands is you're the guys that uh, you don't have roadies. You come in, you set up all your own gear, you tear down your all your own gear. And uh, I've done that a couple of times with bands, and that's not an easy job. You know, setting up and tearing down because you got to do it quickly and you got a whole bunch of stuff to move. And yeah, so uh, it's not it's not the it's not the fantastic celebrity side of of being oh. a band. <laughs> out there sweating, getting stuff on the back of his truck. Yeah. <laughs> two hours back to the house. Those drums are the worst thing ever. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. See, that's he's, he's got to have somebody helping him. If he don't, he'll be holding us up. And we just recently experienced that. Like, are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> See, I mean, that's there. that's why if I'm in a band, I'm going to play tambourine. You're right. <laughs> See, because I'm just going to be like, boom, I'm ready. I got well, it. For a long time, all I had was a pedal board and a, and a microphone. You know, I started back on guitar. Then I had oh, amp, guitar, all this stuff. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. There's <laughs> a little more work so involved. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, uh, you got a son, you know, you put him to work. I'm going to teach you how to be a roadie, son. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's nice. Hey, Aaron, uh, are we going to play one of Saving Darkness's songs here? Yeah, Haunted. And Haunted. So that's, that's, oh, so the new one. Haunted. Yeah, it's coming up. Um, so if you're listening on Spotify Premium, you're going to hear Haunted. So, And then we'll come back with Saving Darkness and yeah. talk some more. Yep. On the Rock right. Salt Musecast Experience. What's up, everyone? This is Ryan from Reborn, and you're listening to the Rock Salt Musecast Experience with Aaron and Dave.
Rock Salt Musecast experience with Aaron and Dave. And on the Zoom today, Andy and Frank from Saving Darkness. South Carolina. All the way from South Carolina. Uh, <laughs> hey, you got, a, you got a new EP that's going to come out, new new project. And you, you've already released two of the songs. Um, mm-hmm. If you're listening to Spotify Premium, you've already heard one of them, Haunted. Uh, so how many songs are going to be on that EP? 
I think it's six or seven, and that album's going to be titled Through the Fire. Yep. Through the Fire. Right. Through the Fire with the with a saber in hand. Now, uh, just walking through the fire. And, Andy, is this the first album you played on? Yes, this is the first album I played on. I see. So, you got any bass solos on the on the album at all? No. Uh, not yet. No, you, <laughs> but, see, I'm not a big soloist. So. Oh, okay. All right. You know, there's I some, didn't. There's, there's some in there. Don't let him fool you. Are, yeah. Are you? Uh, you're now. You're the bass player in the haunted video, right? Yes, sir. Okay. I noticed this popped into my head while I was watching it. I was like. That bass player is making it look really easy. Like, ah, I could do this in my sleep. <laughs> uh, well, I've been playing bass originally since I was about 11 years old, off and on, just constantly started with classical upright and then transitioned into the electric guitar bass. So, Oh, wow. So you play an upright, too. I have. I don't know if I can read sheet music anymore. But. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thought maybe do a little Lee Rocker and jump on top of it and spin it around and stuff, you know? Yeah. That is the goal is to actually get an upright bass eventually and maybe do some more stuff for acoustic things, but. Yeah, you know what, uh, Frank? You might have to co- write a couple of rockabilly tunes. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Absolutely. Are you the youngest uh, member of the band, Andrew? I think Ryan is now, or we've added another guitarist, and I think I've got him beat by a little bit on age. I'm 33 now, so I think I was the youngest until we added Ryan. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, well, I was... Who's the oldest? What's that? <laughs> I said, guess who's the oldest? <laughs> <laughs> He's pa- in a band. got Papa Smurf on the mic, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Only in age, we're still mindsets of like kindergartners. I, you know, uh, the Southern bands seem to be the funnest to talk to. And no offense to the other bands that we've talked to, but you guys in the Southern bands, you just like to have a good time. Yeah. And, hey. and I don't know. I don't know if it's true or not, but it seems like you. You're, you're really focused on having a good time with it. And, and, of course, we know it's the message and everything. I'm not discounting that. But uh, so much so is like, eh, let's just do that. It, hey, that seems fun. Let's just do that. Where a lot of the other bands are like putting a lot of like, no, I think if we do this and then this, it'll go this way. And I don't want to say putting too much thought into it, but sometimes I think you can overthink things. Where sometimes the music... You just want to have fun with the music. Yeah, well, and we and uh, and be, being honest about it, we had a couple of members that kind of rippled the waters on that kind of stuff like that, and that's that's a big part of why they they're not with us anymore. And and of course, they were two hours away, and so that's why those couple of members. Uh, it was a drummer and a guitar player. You know, we just decided to part ways because they had to travel two hours every week to practice, and 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 they were more, you know, in tune with. You know, just being correct and is it them here? Is it them here? Uh, focused on me, myself, and I too much, and it just didn't work. Didn't yeah, there. yeah. And that you drummer know, and guitarist we went on to be ZZ Top, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> well, one the bass player was. It? <laughs> <laughs> on your uh, in- Instagram page, you have the verse John one five. What's that all about? Um, 
Andy does the the uh, Instagram page. Okay. Well, I haven't updated it since I've gotten activity for it, okay. which is why I missed some of the messages. I think from you, Aaron. Okay. And it's for so I've got my own Instagram and then the bands and they keep okay. clashing with each other all the time. So I've okay. got to do some work on that to get that fixed. And I think it was the original bass player that made the Instagram page, and okay. I've just recently started taking over it. So. Yes, he did. Okay. Yeah, he used to take care of it. And, uh, he moved off, got married, having a kid. Uh, he, he was he was the youngest. Uh, he's probably still he still is the youngest of anybody we got. He's like twenty seven or something like that. And so he was young when he was with. It. He joined when he was like twenty two or twenty three. So he got married, and next thing you know. You know how that stuff goes. Oh, yeah. You got to stay away from those 20-somethings, man. They're flighty. (laughs) (laughs) Unstable. (laughs) And I was... uh, A lifestyle change at the drop of a dime. (laughs) I I noticed as I... uh, Well, I I just passed the 50 mark. Uh, I'm more willing to just settle down, stay at home, watch TV. You know, my flighty days of my 20s are over. (laughs) Yeah, that's long gone for me, too. I'm 33, and I'd still rather just stay at home and not do anything. (laughs) So you fit right in with Frank. Yeah. You know, in the band. Yeah, I'm battling arthritis. Cutting cartwheels and all that kind of stuff. I told him one time at the upper room, I said, listen, guys, my back turned. So I'm not going to be jumping around the stage. I'm not going to be jumping off. So just let you know, I'm, I'm kind of stable here. I'll be a statue. Hey, Frank, you should give credit to Arthur Ritus on the next album. Just put it in the thank yous or something like that. <laughs> hey, Mr. Arthur. You know that guy, Mr. Ritus? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, man. Um, so what do you guys got planned for you? Got, how long have you been around? We'll start there. Uh, Saving Darkest, I think it was uh, uh, December of 13 is when we actually put our page out there, set our name, uh, and like I said, we've transitioned into this period here. I I think we've got a great group now, um, and that mission is to play more and to reach further. Uh, I mean, we've got one guy out in, uh, what is that, out there next to Louisiana. He's been wanting us to come out there and do a show. Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas, that's it. And, and it's just, you know, we just don't have the capabilities to get there reasonably uh, with five people, five jobs, right. and make that happen. So that's what we want to be able to do. We want to be able to have equipment, a trailer, a van, whatever we need to be able to reach those outer places that people's asking us to come. Well, you know, God works in his own speed and time. Absolutely. Right? And, uh, you know, you might be right where he he needs you to be right now. Well, and that's, you know, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I was on top of a big resort in North Carolina, and I was telling a drummer of another group, I said, man, we was looking for a singer. And, uh, you know, the guy just said something that just kind of stopped me in my tracks, and I was like, okay. And he said, why don't you just work with what God gave you right now? And that's how I started singing. <laughs> yeah. I was. I was, a back, I was a rhythm guitar player and backup vocalist. Uh, and and so we done an acoustic set and they said would you do it i said let's practice it and go do it and we brought another drummer in hit then and we hadn't stopped yet yeah see all the ingredients have to be just right aaron <laughs> i mean really am i right yeah. am i right guys oh yeah they, if, you got, yeah. if you got one group one person in a band that's not on that same page the uh, same page and that same outlook and that same want it won't work not in this it might work in other uh genres but it won't work in this yeah 
it'll surface, you know. Yeah, it'll we were surface eventually. Sometimes it takes a little longer, but it will. We were doing an interview with another band, and uh, they had um, parted ways with another member. And, and uh, the guy goes, "You know, I, I, you know, I got a lot of good friends, but not, you know, there's and there'd be some good friends that I don't want to be in a band with, you know. And right. every, every, it's a team, and everybody has yeah, to be yeah, on the exactly. same page. We look at it as like a family. I mean, we call it our band family uh, because when we we practice every Sunday between church." And we come in there, and listen, if you're having trouble, if you've had a bad week and you and we, we spend an hour talking, well, that's what we're going to do because we're, we're there to minister each other to start with. Um, mm-hmm. Because if we can't minister to ourselves, how in the world are we going to minister out here outside the walls? So that's kind of the way we look at it. We, you know, if you're struggling, we want, like I said, we want to talk for 30 minutes, an hour. If you're, you're having some trouble at home, wife, job, whatever it is, we're going to pray for each other. We're going to support each other. And that's, that's, that's special. That's a good way to be. It really yeah, is. That's special. I mean, um, a lot of people don't have that at home. Exactly. It's outside the home. Exactly. I think it's great that you guys go into clubs and play. Um, well, you know what? You know, listen, listen, if you, if you don't, who is? That, that's true. I, I think some bands, uh, I, I've never seen them, you know, they'll advertise their tour. And they're playing a bunch of churches where, like we've said, yeah. we've seen Red and they constantly play in bars and clubs. And they're just into it. Just, hey, we're going to give our message. And they're not going to overly preach, but their words yeah. are going to say something. Exactly. And I, and, I, and I wish every, you know, band would, would pursue going into clubs and playing, uh, mm-hmm. even with even with secular bands. The first time I saw Striper, they were with TNT and Loudness. Yeah. And I was like, who are they? And we didn't have, you know, back then it wasn't Spotify or anything like that. So I didn't know yeah. who they were. But I thought it was great that there were people there to see Loudness and TNT. And through Striper, they heard salvation through. And again, it could have not changed their lives uh, that day. But as you said earlier in our conversation, maybe they went home and were just laying in bed by themselves and start listening to one of those songs. The seed was planted, Aaron. Yeah, that's great. And that's what I was going to fix to say. I was going to fix to say, you may not get to ever see any harvest. And we have to accept that uh, because all we're to do is, is to plant that seed. Now, if somebody's there ready and be able to lead somebody to salvation, that's something that I've stressed in our band. If, the, if all our members are not there, then that needs to be collectively something that we're searching to do, equip each other to be able to lead somebody to salvation, or if not, lead them over to the person that can. And, and then that's, that's actually a learning part for them as well. Because not everybody can just pray out loud. I, I'll go ahead and say that. I mean, some people's not comfortable with it. Uh, I wasn't, but the more I got called on, the more I got comfortable with it. And it's just like I told, tell my kids. You tell me your problems, so why can we not tell our Father in Heaven our problems? Same deal. Just act like you're talking to your Father, because you are. Yep. So that's the way we look at it. So uh, I want to get to the style of the music, because as we mentioned before, there's a lot of different styles mixed into a song from Saving Darkness. Uh, Now, I'm going to assume that you grew up with uh, some a lot of the classic rock, Frank. Uh, you know a lot of the oh the Molly Hatchets and the uh, I'm trying to think of southern bands. Of course, Leonard Skinner being one of the biggest. Yeah, 
because that, and the reason I'm saying that is not because you're from Carolinas, but because it comes through in the music. Well, you know, one of my, some of my biggest influences, Creed was one, has been one of mine for years. I okay. Mean, uh, Breaking Benjamin, Godsmack, uh, you know, those types of guys that I have gotten to that point where I used to wasn't on the, on that harder stuff that, that I'm listening to now in, in certain situations, but it's kind of a growth. I'll tell you what, it, I changed when I went to see Disciple, I went and seen them at a show. And I thought, well, you can give the message. And, you know, it's kind of an eye-opener at that time. And and that was a little period where we started transitioning to getting a little harder. Oh, and, nice. Uh, a little more medley. So that's, you know, just being influenced by other people that are trying to do the same thing I'm doing. So that kind of changed my mindset that I was more on the, uh, you know, right down the middle of the groove music uh, that the majority of people listen to. Uh, 80s pop, 80s rock. Yeah, uh, 90s. Those are the ones that big influence for me because I got married in '85. So you know, as a teenager <laughs> to married in the '80s. So, you know, yeah. so, uh, that was kind of a, a wild time. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, those those types of things. Uh, uh, what is it, uh, Stephen Tyler? Who, uh, Aerosmith. That, Aerosmith. That, Aerosmith. Those, yeah. That type of stuff was what we listened to mostly. Right. Uh, and, and we had some older siblings, me and my wife, so we got to hear some of the older stuff. Right, seventies, uh, early seventies, and mid seventies. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's how it was. I played, I played trumpet for a few years in the band for three years, and, and I played tuba for a year. But uh, yeah, never <laughs> hey, I'm there's not that. enough tuba in rock and roll, man. That's bring that tuba in. Hey, I will tell you a story. I was a hundred pounds in high school, and I marched in a Christmas parade with a sousaphone. And never played one note. And the reason because the wind was blowing, and it was all I could do to stand up with that sousaphone. <laughs> I never played a note in the whole parade. So that, that was crazy. <laughs> hey, so Andy, uh, how about you? I mean, what are you, some of your influences? You know, when you're cruising around town and and you got well, when you're not listening to Saving Darkness on Spotify, what do you? What are you listening um, to? I'm kind of I'm a little bit all over the place, in all honesty, but. I mean, the biggest ones for me are stuff like Mudvayne. Really like the bass player from them. He's right. an idol of mine. Um, but same thing like Godsmack, uh, Red Chevelle, Thousand Foot Crutch. Yeah. Yeah, he's, I mean, Aaron, he's in his 30s. He likes all that Aftershock stuff we're going to see. Yeah, Mudvayne's going to play there. So, yeah, may check him out. See, are you envious now, Andy? A little bit, a lot of it, actually. <laughs> oh man, you well, you got to come out to uh, NorCal and come come see Aftershock, man. Well, they have. Uh, That's one of the last states I got to visit is actually California. I've only got seven left out of the fifty continental. So. Well, you won't want to come back once you visit it, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can scratch it off your bucket list. <laughs> yeah. Well, they have. You have Epic Center down in that way. Yeah, the Epicenter is in uh, uh, North Carolina. Is oh, the Charlotte. Yeah, that's a big festival out there. Yeah. Have you heard of that one? No? That's right. Check it out. Epicenter. It's a, it's a huge festival. And if you like all those bands, you, you'll definitely want to check that out. And they do them well, every man, year. Andy, what, was, what was that uh, big festival they used to have up in Charlotte? What was it called? Is that what he's talking about? Yeah, Carolina Rockville. Or Rebellion. Rebellion. Rebellion, and then they changed it. Uh, they changed the venue and then they changed the name. Yeah, it's oh, the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. the one that moved up into Virginia now, isn't it? Uh, 
I don't know. There's, I don't know where it is. We're in California. We have one festival. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, all the, the, the southern states, you know, Oklahoma, Texas, they got like... Well, it's, oh, it's 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 festival every weekend. Almost. They don't have the mandates that we have out here, Aaron. That's yeah. true. <laughs> so, well, well, they don't have Nancy Pelosi either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's a uh, conversation for another time. Absolutely. <laughs> I've been thinking about starting another show just so I can rant. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that one in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, we. I'm not jumping off that ledge. Yeah, you know, I. Uh, <laughs> I, I do rant every once in a while. I try to keep our show out of politics because I I, I just want to focus on music, but it, it creeps in every once in a while. But man, Frank, don't get me started, brother. <laughs> it's like pulling the ripcord on the on the lawnmower because once I'm rolling, man, I'm rolling. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, so what do we got coming up? Because uh, we got some more Saving Darkness, right? Yes, we do. What do we got coming up, Aaron? Uh, words 2. Words 2. Oh, words 2, yeah. This one's a good one. He's like, I like that one. That's a good pick, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's supposed to like all of them. He's supposed to like all of them. What's that? Certain favorite favorites. Certain favorite favorites. That's do, great. Do you get a little excited when you see the set list for the night and you're like, yeah, that one's on there. I like that one. <laughs> yeah. Now we have a little squabbles over that. Which one are we going to drop? I don't want to drop that one. No, let's drop that. You know. <laughs> do you have those? Uh, disagreement before. <laughs> do you have those green room conversations like you see in uh, Almost Famous when the band's about ready to fight each other? <laughs> Not that far yet. Not that far? Yeah. They, they, you know, getting set up and getting that drummer in there in time, you know, sometimes. <laughs> we may throw him out every now and then. Get a foul uh, prod and start poking him. <laughs> yeah, he's the one I told him it, it takes him an hour and a half to watch 60 Minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'm saving that one, Aaron. <laughs> I'm using that one at work. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, I, I would probably go, you know, I was in prayer this morning and God said, we need to play these songs. <laughs> <laughs> this is the set list God handed down. That's right. <laughs> like, Are you going to argue with him? <laughs> <laughs> like the Ten Commandments to Moses. Here you are. Here you Here's are. the set list for the night. <laughs> Don't set it on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, All man. right, guys. This is, this is fun. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate talking to you. Um, I and certainly I hope you uh, guys come on again when you do release the the EP. We'll we'll talk some more about all the new stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, you talked about the the, the the albums changing. You know, I just think I'll mention this in Wolves, and I'm sure if you listen to the song Wolves and you see the cover of the album. It's a preacher pulling the wolves. Yeah. The I mean, uh, been being honest about it, there was a time there when we wrote that album, there was a lot of struggles with the local church. Was uh, there really? Well, you know, putting stuff out there that the book doesn't support, you know. Right. Uh, and so if we give if we give a, this image that the churches can't even get the one book right, you know, that's got, that makes us look bad. Yeah, uh, there's... So you have, have it right. You yeah, know? there's no unity. And so people don't see it as real, and that's yeah. the trouble. You know, we can't we can't get the book 
book right. We can't all agree on what the book says. I mean, so, and I've had it with my church, and I've been there, I think, 12 years, but we, I still go and worship there together. But we have some different views, and you'll listen to them in that, if you listen to Wolves later on, pay attention to the words. You'll see it coming out in that song. <laughs> yeah, we, I, I, I'm going to go back and listen to it, because like, yeah. like I said, I listened to everything, um, but I didn't pay attention to the lyrics as much as yeah wolves i couldn't tell you what the song's about so um yeah, you, you, it'll be plain when you listen back <laughs> yeah now i'm really gonna pay attention when i come in on that second verse <laughs> second <laughs> now, verse punches all the preachers right in the mouth now that opening on <laughs> what's this is that is that you it the is. opening that is it you is. like I, I went to three years of uh bible institute that's that's, okay. that's what my degree's in that's the one okay. where it's got the preacher at the beginning yeah, of the song so that's, that's see you. i did okay. listen to it Frank. okay yeah yeah that's that, that's me and and the album live it uh i don't know if it was a theme album or not but that definitely uh every song is uh really pointed like hey yeah th this is what christian walk is live absolutely. it absolutely yeah and, and and I wrote those lyrics from, from, from Charleston, South Carolina to Columbia. Okay. On my job, just riding. And that, that message come, and I kept hitting talk to text on my phone, and, and that song laid out in, in a couple hours. Uh, and Asking Mercy did, too. Asking Mercy was pretty quick. Uh, actually, I wrote that song in the middle of a fight with my wife. <laughs> hey, hang on, honey. I got a, I got a lyric. Hang on. Yeah. Well, well, you no, know, no, no, no. Don't throw that. <laughs> well, well, you know, it's kind of like this, you know. After you do something, you get in a squabble with her, and you look, and you say, I've done it again. <laughs> and that's why the song's called Asking Mercy. I'm asking for your mercy again. <laughs> you know? How many times does people ask God to forgive them and, and, and ask for mercy? You know, I think it would rival how many times you ask your wife to forgive you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm working on 36 years, so I got I got I got a good bit of experience there. He's got a mercy tip jar. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm gonna pay later. <laughs> yeah. Can how how can people find you on social media? Uh, Facebook, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we're, we're, we should be on every music platform out there. We've got a website, www.savingdarkness.com, um, and you can find out there. But the best way to follow us is on Facebook. Uh, okay. Yeah, go to there. Facebook, Saving yeah, Darkness. All our shows or be there, all the information. If you want us to do something, the best way to do it is shoot us a message through Facebook, and you'll get the quickest response. Like and follow. It all matters. It does. And we're on YouTube. Check us out there. Yeah, YouTube channel. Pandora. Pandora. Yeah, and and follow them because that new album is going to drop. Uh, when? Yeah. The next couple months? Uh, you know, there again, it depends on shows. You know, we got okay. plans for shows in November, but, you know, shows pop up all the time. We have some uh, we have some uh, uh, promoters that will be in bind, be in a bind, and they'll say, hey, can you fill a spot for me? And we filled one last time in two days and said yes nice. yeah, we can and so you know you scratch my back i'll scratch yours you know in that industry that's what you have to do i yeah. uh and i mean this in the best way i have a feeling that this last trumpet saving darkness and faith head show is going to be kind of rowdy it might be some face melting going on. There you go. <laughs> you might have to straighten your face up before you leave. <laughs> I do know one thing. You're going to hear the message of God that night because all those bands, all those bands want to 
you know, their, their mission is to, to see God glorified. So that, that's, that's going to be a fun night. Yeah, no, I, I'm a little envious. Yeah. I would like to go see that show, honestly. Now, is the upper room yeah. a church? It's actually a uh, college Christian coffee house. Oh, it's, man. It's got two levels in it. They got some pool tables, some uh, ping pong tables, and a uh, little bending place. And there's two levels. You've got downstairs basement with a stage, but upstairs is where you want to play. It's it's out on the main street of Statesville. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. So it, it's a nice little setting in there because uh, uh, kids, everything. Uh, and so you can listen to music while you go over here and shoot pool or play ping pong or, or get you something to eat and sit down in a booth. It's a pretty, pretty good setting. And you're right, like I said, you step out the front doors and you're on Main Street of uh, Statesville, North Carolina. Sounds like a fun place. It is. It, it is. really does. <laughs> yeah. I'm too old to be hanging out at the college hangouts, though, you know, but <laughs> it sounds like a really fun yeah. place. <laughs> yeah, me too. Hey, whose dad's here? <laughs> Uh, you know, I was kind of kidding about age with Mike, and I said, you know, I'm going to make me a walker that's got a guitar hanger on the front of it and a mic stand. I'm going to move around the stage with, with my guitar and mic stand. Uh, well, you know, hey, Mick and Keith said even though Charlie just died, uh, they're still going on tour. So, Hey, you know, you still got to go. I mean, if anybody needs a walker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, I love the Stones. I've seen them twice. They're great. So uh i just i've seen them in their younger days yeah we're, we're seeing we're seeing a bunch of senior citizens in a couple of weeks kiss yeah we're gonna go see kiss oh i, I, I seen kiss probably in uh on their farewell tour yeah <laughs> which which farewell which, tour which, <laughs> the, the fifth one like five or six seven years ago it seems like uh, well gene simmons really likes this stuff called money and yeah. so he uh <laughs> He figures yeah, capitalize well, you know, on the makeup while you can. It was kind of funny because when that concert was over, uh, Paul Stanley uh, and, and the town was Greenville, and he stood up and said, we thank you, Greenfield. You <laughs> 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 didn't know what town he was in. I've been at shows where that just didn't, that's happened, and, uh, and the one that's popping to my head is uh, we went and saw Kansas open up for Sticks, and this was 20-something oh, years ago. But uh, I was living in Reno, and uh, the the lead singer of Kansas came out and thanked Las Vegas for coming out to the show, and he just got this big round of booze. <laughs> yeah. that, that's why you always say the state. That's why you know yeah. we're here. We're here in California, you know, because <laughs> you you know, and you, you get a good roadie that will. Hey, what state we in? Right yeah. before you yeah. go on, <laughs> right before you go on, what state we in? I get it. I've I've traveled across several states to the point where I go. Well, I don't even know what state I'm in anymore. It's just eh, you're just gonna keep going. So I I get it. If you're on if you're on tour in a band, you don't know where you are from day to day. Especially on the East Coast, because you can go through uh, five states yeah. in eight hours. Yeah. You know, and so. kind of like that last show with Seventh Day Slumber. I mean, they pull up in their big bus and their big. And of course, we help them unload and set up. Uh, but, you know, I think, I mean, five nights in a row and they're in a different state. You know, I'm like. Yeah. You know, I bet that does get kind of, you know, you know, just passes you by and you don't really realize where all you've been. You know. Right. You just know your show. Uh, but but they were they were great. Uh, another band, Relent, was with them from San Antonio, and uh, 
Three young girls grow frankincense and myrrh. I don't know if you ever heard of them. And I love GFM. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, they. I mean, they what, 15, 17, and eighteen. Yeah, <laughs> something they, like that. They play, yeah, they. I mean, we, that was the same show we played with them just a week ago. Oh wow. So That's that down, in Union, down in Union, South Carolina. I got to get out of California, Aaron. I say it every week. I got to get out of California. I, I think the, we're doing another show with uh, Seventh Day Slumber in November down in Columbia, South Carolina. All the good stuff's happening on the East Coast. Yeah. And down South. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, me and wife are going to go visit the East Coast in uh, 2023, and I hope, I'm hope i hoping to put some some shows together on that trip. So oh, Okay. You know, honey, why are we here? Oh. Uh, and and then i'll be uh what would mercy asking for mercy after the show yeah Yeah, hey honey why is dave on our anniversary trip yeah (laughs) yeah so hey thanks guys for uh coming on the show today yeah Uh, no problem at all we appreciate what y'all doing we appreciate uh, any publicity we get any any chance we get to get our name out there and somebody may go on our facebook page and Hear just what they need. Yep, like and follow because it's important. Saving yeah. darkness. Uh, Facebook, Spotify, Pandora, just about yeah. everywhere. Website, yeah. Yep. Don't forget the website, savingdarkness.com. Yeah, there's a reason we pay for that thing. <laughs> <laughs> we want to know that money's being used for something. <laughs> well, I looked at it today, so got that going for you. Yep. I appreciate you guys coming on. All right. And you, you, Andy, get back to work. You milked that clock long enough. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Andy, will you step into my office, please? We need to have a little talk. Yeah. (laughs) All All right, guys. Thank you very much for coming on the show. It's Saving Darkness on the Rock Salt Musecast Experience. Hey everybody, this is Jenny from the band Saving Jackie, and you're listening to Rock Salt Musecast Experience with Aaron and Dave. Rock Salt, I'm Dave Peril. This is Aaron Sound. And we've got new shows every week on demand on Spotify.
Rock Salt Musecast experience with Aaron and Dave. And Aaron, uh, we're going to flash back here. I'm oldie. Yeah. I, didn't, I still it. didn't okay. update it. I didn't do my homework, Aaron. Okay. But say it with me. Did you come? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which is something in Japanese or whatever that we don't know the meaning of. Yeah. So flashback to August 2013. So two stories caught my interest, and, and one you're going to be a little more familiar with than I am. But Hussein Bolt, um, during August 2013, uh, beat American Justin Gatlin at the uh, 100 meters in the World Athletic Championships in Moscow, Russia. And uh, say what you want. Uh, we have a famous runner here that, you know, dominated for a while and Carl Lewis and and uh, Lightning Bolt, as they called him, um, dominated the 100 meters for uh, a long while. And so uh, quite an he, athlete. Yes. Yes. And he was and it says here he was the. uh First man in Olympic history to win both the 100-meter and 200-meter races in world record times. So that wow. just means he's really fast. And exactly. So, and so <laughs> your story is about a crime mafia guy? Whitey Bulger. You want to okay. set it up? Because uh, I'm on a different page, and I don't have what you have in okay. front of you. It says, James Whitey Bulger, American organized crime boss, is found guilty of 31 of 32 racketeering and firearm counts and is found to be have involved in 11 murders and i'm thinking to myself 31 to 32 like no he wasn't guilty of that one but these other 31 yeah you know i mean what's the matter at that point (laughs) really you know you're spending your left rest of your life in prison anyways you know but we, we can't get there you know you know the the defense and the prosecution didn't prove 32 only 31 <laughs> yeah well uh, uh you know whitey bulger was a gangster and uh he was a crime boss he was a, a, a irish gang boss no you're, you're kidding just saying yeah uh james joseph bulger jr is his full name and did you know he spent 16 years on america's most wanted list Often as the number two behind Osama bin Laden. Wow. So he was public enemy number two. <laughs> um, I think the story reads he, he would just give information. and He was playing both sides of the fence is what he was doing. He was, uh, he was an informant for the, the FBI against the Italian crime families. Uh, while I'm sure the FBI was allowing him to continue in his evil ways so that they could get what they wanted from him and uh if i remember the story right i could be wrong about this if i remember the story right he suddenly just disappeared and uh they caught him a number of years later and he was married and you know under an assumed name and all that i believe that's the guy in utah having a couple wives or whatever is that it (laughs) yeah something like that so um you know, it catches up to you eventually. Uh, he got killed in prison by his fellow inmates. And so it and that kind what of usually happens to mom guys, you know, that are have ratted and then end up in prison. Yeah. They you know, there's they don't live very long. They live endangered lives. I don't I'm not very up on the prison etiquette. OK, <laughs> uh, because I haven't been there. But from what I understand, 
there's certain people that are looked down upon and uh, um, snitches are up there in the top five, I think. So, yeah, if your uh, buddy been still uh, been alive, you could have probably asked him about the story. My buddy. Yeah. Oh, Vegas, uh, Frankie. Frank, yeah, yeah, Frank Collada. He, he, he could probably told you what uh, prison etiquette is. He, yeah, you know, I, I never talked mu- about prison much with Frankie. He did tell me uh, in his words that uh, he goes, I wasted my life. I spent, you know, nine, ten years of my life in prison, and that was enough for me to realize that I needed to change things because, you know, while I was doing all these things, um, I, I was giving up my life. So, uh, Frank Collada, may he rest in peace. He was uh, he did some very bad things, but he since repented of them and uh, tried to live the good life after that. And that guy could tell a story, man. He could tell a story. He's got three books, so go on Amazon and check them out if you want to. If you're into mob stuff, the books are fantastic, fantastic. Frank Collada. So I, I went to the top movies of August 2013, and mm-hmm. I only really recognize one of them. Were the Millers, which was a funny movie. I don't even know that uh, one. It was one of the guys in Saturday Night Live who was pretty good. Uh, so, And then the Wolverine was uh, during that time, too, and pretty uh, popular movie. Oh, um, Wolverine? The Wolverine, yeah. That was pretty popular. Isn't that the one that they just do a lot of screaming in? <laughs> Is it? I, I don't know. Uh, I went and saw one of those Wolverine movies. I'm not a big Wolverine oh, this fan. Not Wolver- this may not be the comic or the oh guy. So it it's may not, not be. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, Shane and I went and saw one of those. Uh, uh, I think it was the last Wolverine movie. And it's just there's a lot of screaming. I mean, just out of the blue, random screaming. And I was like, hmm. Did somebody write that in a script? Ah, 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 Yeah. <laughs> this is where you scream People again. see it. Yeah. And so we, I did pull up the uh, Tatum album uh, sales. Uh, and your favorite band uh, was number 10, uh, Five Finger Death Punch. Oh, Five uh, Finger Death Punch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we got a I love Dra- those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Dragons, Florida Georgia Line. Uh, Jay Z uh, was popular. Robin Thicke. Oh, uh, with that one hit wonder yeah. song that he got uh, sued over. Yeah. K. Michelle. I don't even know who I don't that, know is. Who that yeah. is. And then Luke Bryant, who's go- still going strong. He's pretty popular. So he had the number one album um, in August 2013. And so our four from 10 um, takes us to Skillet, 10 Avenue North. Oh, my gosh. Matthew West. Yeah, I'm real prepared for this. And, and then the last one I want to talk about is our first song we played from a bluegrass band who I've seen in concert twice. And so uh, we're going to play a song by the i and it's a Mike and the Mechanics song, uh, The Living Years. Oh, really? Yeah, so they, they redid that um, song. And so that's a good album, song. Yep. So their album was in the top 10 during this time. So we're going to play that one song. So all right. But, so, but oh, we're going to start with Skillet. So, all right. Four from 10, 2013 on the Rock Salt Musecast Experience. This is Ralph from Reborn, and you're listening to a Rock Salt Musecast Experience with Aaron and Dave. 
Rock Salt Musecast experience with Aaron and Dave. And Aaron, it is time for me to take a dip in Lake Me. It's time for Ask Dave. Yeah. And so uh, you're going to join our fantasy football league. I know nothing about it. I know. So who are you going to draft first? Who I, I, I have no you, idea. You have no idea. No, no clue. No, no preparation at all. I, just I, you know, I, I don't even know what to look for. I, I don't know who's playing. I'm so out of football. I don't. I just don't. I don't. You couldn't even. I couldn't even name a player right now. It's funny. Is this week we're playing each other in our fancy baseball. Uh, playoffs, yeah. And I went beginning of the week and uh, kind of shuffled the players and got some players here and there. I know you didn't do anything. No, I haven't done a thing. And, and it's still close. <laughs> it's still close. I, I try to set up everything perfect, and that's how fantasy sometimes works. You think, oh man, I got all these great players, and then next thing you know, guy gets a cold, and he can't play, and all this thing, and and or. or the guy that you you selected, which was the uh, backup running back in this team, first play from series, the star gets hurt, and this guy goes for 300 yards. <laughs> and, and he scores like 80 points. And so, so no idea who you're going to draft first, okay? I have zero clue because, I, I, like I said, I couldn't even name you an NFL player right now. Okay. So upcoming, we're going to see some rock shows. We're going to see Kiss. We're going to go to Aftershock. So uh, I thought I'd ask you uh, – who, what rock star you think out there would ha- be a great rock, I mean, talk show host? He would just, if he was like a late night host, he'd knock it out of the park. Um, hmm. Or maybe be like a good DJ. I mean, who, who do you like that, you know, I know Rick Springfield on the Sirius XM has a little show he does on A's and 8, and, and I, I kind of like Rick Springfield. You know, I uh, used to lick, listen to Nikki Six's show. Uh, he had a radio show for a while. It was okay. Nikki Six is he's got interesting stories. Okay. Um I I do find Ted Nugent interesting when he talks because he's got something to say and he had a radio show at one point. But I know that he's kind of polarizing. Um hmm. I do not know. Let me think about that one. That's a tough one. I have to you come think, back on that. You one. think Michael Sweet would be if he had like a I podcast, think, he would be funny. I think Michael Sweet would be very interesting to listen to on a podcast. I don't know about a TV show of him, you know, okay. doing talk, but a podcast for sure. I think he'd be very interesting. Yeah, I don't know what rock stars have podcasts. Well, out there. I mean, John Cooper, he's okay. got his. Yeah, and that I've listened to it a couple of times. It's very, very interesting. And uh, he doesn't pull any punches. I mean, he's not worried about uh, the cancel culture or anything. He's this is it. You can't be worried about cancel culture. That would be true. It's like we talked about last week. Cancel culture is the bully, and once you stand up to it, that it backs down. Um, we'll have to come back to that one. I'll think about that one. Okay. And a question I sent you already because I wonder you to think about it. And you said it was a very easy answer, but I didn't know yeah, the answer. Yeah, you should have sent me that first question. Yeah. <laughs> if you had a Sirius XM channel, what would it be called, and what would the content be? Well, uh, you know, I already had a radio channel Okay. that uh, this show morphed out of called mm-hmm. Peril Radio, and so I'd call it Peril Radio, and uh, I, would, I would do... Pretty much what I'm doing now, but I I do uh, a lot of probably 
80s on up hard rock a good mix of stuff from 80s 90s 2000s today so you christian know. mainstream kind of a mix i i would probably do more mainstream okay uh probably do more mainstream and maybe because i'm a little more familiar with that music being from you know the radio days and all that uh but i would definitely throw in a lot of you know talk and stories and interviews and like a every evening type show or would it be just like on the weekends once a week you know a two or three hour show oh if i had my own serious station i'd want a full-on 24 7 people you know jocks on there all the time because i'm a firm believer in old school radio and personality driven radio and uh not being you know canned or uh, computer generated or whatever you know all the stuff they're doing now to radio peril radio that's what i do okay and back to the other question oh there's only two questions today no three i asked the first one the fancy one you said you had no idea oh who you were oh, oh i and didn't realize that was number star one would be uh you know what rock star would be on your uh, have a show on your uh, you know your radio? you know uh, who would i think be a really good person because they're somewhat opinionated is rob zombie i think rob because the guy's smart and uh he's opinionated he says what he thinks I think he'd be a great rock star host. Yeah, Rob Zombie. There, there we go. My final answer. F- Rob Zombie, huh? Yeah. How about Snoop Dogg? Would he be? Oh, Snoop Dogg. Think- would he be good? Yeah, he would. He'd be fun. Snoop's always interesting to listen to. I don't know why. It's something about his voice. It's, it's like the Pied Piper, man. He doesn't hide who he is. No. You know, I mean, he knows exactly who he is. I'm a guy who grew, grew up, you know, um, in, you know, South Central. Uh, made yeah. it made it because I can rap. And, uh, you know, people people like me, so I'll just Well, say and, you know, Mad Mike said that growing up, Snoop just was always running around wanting to DJ and stuff. And it was like... <laughs> <laughs> Almost annoying. <laughs> you know, DJ and rapping and all that stuff. Probably doesn't have time for it, but maybe one day he'll settle down and just uh, do a nightly uh, syndicated I, uh, show. I I really would love for Snoop Dogg to be a sports announcer. Because every time he does that stuff, just like with the uh, Olympics that he was doing with Kevin Hart, I haven't seen it, but everybody was talking about it. Nobody was talking about the Olympics except how boring it was, but everybody was talking about Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg and their commentary on the, on the Olympics. And then I've heard him do uh, hockey. He's called hockey. That was great. Uh, called the Tyson fight. That was great. He needs to be a sports announcer. Also, uh, I know you like um, Coronasphere with Mike Rowe. You think he would uh, be good on a nightly uh, show? Where you like DJ and as much as I love Mike Rowe and I do watch Coronasphere, I um, I think once a week with Coronasphere, that one hour a week, I get my fill. That's not nothing negative. It's just 
I don't know that I could do it every single night. Okay. Uh, Rob Zombie, on the other hand, I think he'd come up with something new every single night. Not that Mike couldn't. It's just two different personalities. Well, great. Yep. There you go. Well, that was uh, Ask Dave for today. And uh, we got one of your favorite bands of all time coming up on the the podcast. Spotify premium version. Tesla? No. <laughs> they have a new song out. Do they? Yeah, a new song and they're touring. And so uh, I think they're doing a few dates with Leonard Skinner in South too. Oh, really? That would be fantastic. That would be a great show. Uh, yeah, it would be. Yeah. I was kind of jealous, so I actually went on their website and looked up where they're touring. And they grew up here in Sacramento, but they, they don't have a date here. They're, and they do have they, a, they have a date in Irvine. They do play Sacramento an awful lot. Yes, they do. So, but the new song is is loud and kicking. And uh, you know, if you're if you do have a Spotify Premium, check it out. It's uh, worth a listen. So the new Tesla. Yeah, they're not doing an album. That, um, I heard an interview with uh, uh, Frank Frankie Hannon. Yes, the other day, and he's talking about they're going to release. A single here, a single here, a single here, but they don't have a whole project. It'd just be a bunch of singles releasing through, um, you know. Spotify really has changed the music industry because these bands are not putting out full albums all at once anymore. They're putting out, they're releasing multiple singles, and then they, you know, when they got enough, they put an album together out of it. I I think with them, too, I think all the band members live in different areas now, and it's it's hard to get in the studio together. I could be wrong, but I think that they all live around Sacramento area. Oh, oh, they do? Okay. I could be wrong about that, but uh, I say Sacramento area. Like, I think Frankie lives up in Placerville. And uh, well, not right now. Yeah, <laughs> they're being yeah, they might be evacuated up there, but yeah, yeah uh, they're Let's all tour. they're all around this area though. So, and I know that uh, I know that the bass player uh, and his name has slipped my mind. The bass player has a studio downtown. You you met them at a bookstore, or record store, or yeah, at uh, when Dimple Records was around, they came to town and they did a signing, and and uh, like a true fan, I waited outside the back doors for the band to come out, <laughs> and I got I got everybody but the lead singer Jeff Keith, and then it wasn't like two weeks later we were at the Striper show, and you were like, hey, that guy looks familiar over there, and hey, that's Jeff Keith, and I went over and got a picture, so I got the whole band. Congratulations. <laughs> it took a couple of weeks. It was a little time and planning, but yeah. I got it done. Stalking Tesla. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Ask Dave. And uh, if you're listening to Spotify Premium, uh, Charlie is right around the corner. This is Keegan from Dead Sin, and you're listening to Rock Salt Radio. Rock Salt, Dave Peril, Aaron's out. Hey, Aaron, where can people contact us? On our email at rocksaltradio at gmail.com. Rocksaltradio at gmail.com. Rock Salt Musecast experience with Aaron and Dave. Aaron, did you uh, hear about this this Nirvana story this week? Well, you told me about it. This is kind of big news. Well, I haven't really told well, you. Oh, yeah, that's right. You told me much about it. There's a, a story about Nirvana, the CD or whatever. The new album or project or whatever it is. Well, no, it's not a new project. Okay. Uh, you remember the Nevermind album? 
Oh, um, the picture with the kid. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In fact, I've okay. got it over there. Uh, let me let me go grab that pad for like. Oh yeah. Thirty I, seconds. I'm really here. good at that. And so. I'm going to grab my my Nirvana record. Uh, Nirvana record, because this is just great radio right here. And so, and so. Dave is in the, our uh, studio, living room studio here. He's got all these different records. And uh, if you're younger than 21, um, they used to have these things where you put on a, a record player. And it's you, a really big it. CD. Yeah, really big CD. <laughs> all right. Yes. So. Actually, it's making a comeback. So younger than 21 may know. So, so the, this this the, is the album. This is the Nirvana Nevermind album. Yes. And I don't know that there's a personal live that doesn't know this album cover because it is a uh, it's a baby in a pool uh, chasing a twenty dollar bill on a hook, and it's a pretty famous album cover because it's a pretty famous album. Well, the um, the guy that is the baby, his name is Spencer Eldon, and this is according to CNN. Spencer Eldon, who appeared as a naked baby on the cover of Nirvana's '91 album oh i'm i made a mistake here i punched a button and i lost my story there we go 91 huh yeah so uh, it's taking him what 30 years yeah the 30 years to figure yeah. out uh he needs to make some money yeah uh, Spencer Eldon, who appeared as Naked Baby on the cover of Nirvana's 91 album, Nevermind, has claimed the record's iconic artwork is child pornography and is suing the band over alleged sexual, child sexual exploitation. The rock album's cover features Eldon, then an infant, underwater while undressed, his eyes fixated on a $1 bill. It was actually a $1 bill on the original album cover. This is a, a 20-year anniversary I showed you, so I think that's why they changed it to the $20 bill. But uh, the rock album's cover features Eldon, then an infant swimming underwater while undressed, his eyes fixated, fixated on a $1 bill. It became one of the most enduring images in rock music after the record's release. But in a complaint filed on Tuesday at a federal court in California and obtained by CNN, Eldon's attorney said the image was pornographic and that he has suffered lifelong damages as a result of his involvement. Eldon, now 30, has listed the surviving band members, the executors of lead singer Kurt Cobain's estate, and various record labels as defendants. He's seeking $150,000 in damages from each of the defendants, plus legal costs, and alleges the defendants knowingly produced, possessed, and advertised commercial child pornography. The lawsuit alleges Eldon was sexualized because the dollar bill used in the image made the baby resemble a sex worker. Uh, so, so if you were in the, the band Nirvana and they, the guy filed a lawsuit like this, what would you say? Well, kick rocks? Listen to the last paragraph of this story. Okay. Because this is where I was going to go with it. Eldon has, rea has recreated the image at times during his adulthood, but also has also suggested in interviews he felt uncomfortable about the popularity of the album cover. Uh, now, this story goes on and on. Um, but that's the gist of it. And shouldn't be shouldn't he be mad at mom and dad, I guess? That was that's my first point. Okay. Is uh I, I think he should go is to mom and dad and mom and dad aren't naming the lawsuit, are they? No, not okay. from my, what I'm aware of. Did, did they get paid at all, mom and dad? You know? Did they make some money off I, this? I, speculation, but I had heard that they were paid two hundred dollars for the picture. 
and they agreed to the picture. Uh, from what I understand, I don't know. And I would, uh, I would love to know all the details of this case. Uh, here's my feeling on it, is if, if it went to a jury trial, and I'm on the jury, and my biggest question would be, if you were this traumatized and if you felt this way about the album cover, why did you pose several times in your adulthood to recreate the album cover? Money, Dave. I, I, I don't want to discount how anybody feels because I don't know. I'm not that dude. But I just, that would be my question is if you are so traumatized by this picture and growing up as the baby on the Nirvana cover, um, why now? 30 years later. Yeah. Why, why now? Why now? And I understand when you're a kid, but, you know, you've been, uh, you've been uh, 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 an adult for over 10 years, long enough to say something when you turned 18 or, or whatever. I, I don't know. Me if I was one of the band members, I would propose to settle this out of court. I'll pay for any counseling you need for the rest of your life. Well, we'll put money aside if you need counseling. But I'm not paying any attorney bills. I'm not paying anything else because it's been 30 years and it's taking you this long to figure out. It, this seems like a money grab to me. That's what it seems like to me as well. And I'll tell you, if I was, say, Dave Grohl instead of Dave Peril. Uh, I would think that I would just say, you know what, uh, let's go to court on this one. And now, I think what Eldon is is looking for is a settlement, because settlements are easy; they're easier than going to court. You don't know what's going to happen with the jury. You don't, you know, you don't know which way they're going to swing. So if you can come to an agreement, you know, and they pay you then, you know, I, at least you feel like it's a win. So when you saw the story for the first time, did, did you just go, this is a money grab, or the guy needs some help and wants the band to pay for it? Uh, I, I felt it was a money grab. Now, the other thing is, if this did go to court and he did win, then this could set a precedent for people taking pictures of naked babies. Which yeah. every parent does. I'm not. I'm not talking about the creepy people out there. I'm not talking about no that, the ones you take after the birth of your child, yeah. and the photographer comes in and takes pictures. I mean, I remember I took a picture of my son. He was, uh, oh, I'm saying three or four, and he was walking around the house and being cute with a cowboy hat and a shirt and some boots on. Some bigger, I think, uh, a guest whatever had left some cowboy boots or his and they were too big maybe we bought them for him they were too big so he was walking around and his you know his cheeks were hanging out and i thought it was cute so i took a picture and then i you know posted it but i put censored over the naked part yeah which was funny to me and uh i'm you know i'm hoping at now i'm hoping my son doesn't come back and, and sue me i guess uh there you go you know i but mean i'm not as rich as uh, dave grohl either so <laughs> it's hard to get money out of dad but i i thought it was cute but as you said you got to be careful what you 
what you post and what you take pictures of. Right. And, and that's my feeling is if, if it were me and I felt that way that I was exploited, I certainly wouldn't go out and take the picture over and over again. And it's, it's not like it's uh, no big deal to take the picture. It's underwater in a pool. So you got to set it up. Oh, and he's got a tattoo. I forgot to... Nancy just brought that up. He's got a tattoo of Nevermind on his chest. I mean, how can you... These are things that, as a juror, I would go, I don't think that you... I don't think you're traumatized as you're making it out to be. Yep. That's that's just me. Just trying to get some money. Yeah. That, that, that's my opinion. Uh, but if he seriously needs help and he's being traumatized because of this... Um, I don't know if it's the it's the band's obligation to help, but maybe if I had a few bucks, I would help the guy out. Yeah. Uh, so, and Dave Grohl seems like a nice enough guy. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. So. I, I well, speaking know. of nice enough uh, people, um, we got a package in the mail. Oh uh, yeah. This week, uh, from Jenny and, and Anthony and Anthony. And so uh, I, I do believe uh, this is the lady's writing on this little piece of paper. Yeah, you want to read it? I haven't yeah. read it yet. Yeah, it just says, thank you, Aaron and Dave, uh, for the love and support, saving Jackie, many blessings. And I think that's, uh, yeah, that's Jenny's uh, signature because uh, it, it seemed like a lady wrote this. Yeah. So they they sent... Uh, Anthony's a, just got very, very, very nice writing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Anthony's laughing right now. If he's listening to this, he's he's writing. So, uh, they sent us their new EP. Yep, it's critical. Yes. Which, which by the way, the fantastic. new video, the new video came out. It I believe okay. it was on Friday, but okay. yeah, the new video came out. Uh, here's the track list, Aaron. It's critical outlet, sureness. My faith is larger. I like that song. Uh, my everything and silence the storm. Silence the storm is my favorite though. I love Silence the Storm. Uh, well, and It's Critical is great, too. That's the latest. So if you're looking for it, it's on Kingside Records. Uh, you can go to their website. Uh, I think it's savingjackie.net. Oh, hey, uh, more stuff just popped out of nowhere. I'm okay. not even joking. Look at that. We got a Saving Jackie sticker. Oh, great for your office. That's going in my office. Yep. And uh, a Saving Jackie button. Oh, wow. Yeah. You want the button? Yeah, I'll take the button. You take the button? I'll yeah. take the sticker? Okay. And then uh, they sent us each a, a, a koozie, a Saving Jackie koozie for your uh, for my, your drink. My drink. Yeah. So. And I, here, I'll put my rock star in, in this one. Okay. Uh, my son likes them, and so I'll give it to him. Uh, he drinks Dr. Pepper all the time in the can. So. All right. And so, but uh, if you're listening, thank you very much. Well, uh, uh, we're Jenny. not done. Oh, we're not. Oh, we're I'm not sorry. Done. Oh, There's my, more. Oh, man. There's more. Uh, does this one say Dave on it? Like uh, no, they're not personalized. They're so not personalized. Okay. so we can uh, we can uh, Rochambeau over who gets what. Okay, but, um, there are two autographed Saving Jackie pictures. Wow, I kind of like this one. Okay, you good with taking that one? Yeah. All right, you can and, have and that gonna, one. You're gonna frame that and put it up in the. Uh, it'll go on the wall of fame. Yeah, and you can this put that cool. one up at your home. Yes, this is cool. And that way, uh, you know, Jenny can always be. Watching you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, look at this, this picture. One, they kind of look, though. I mean, you know. Yeah, they're, so. they're looking off to the side. And this one, um, 
I I love this picture, by the way. I'm just making a joke. But Anthony's but, always got sunglasses on, so well, I, you know they all look like they're kind of looking at you judgmental, like "Don't get out of line, <laughs> kick your butt." Oh man! <laughs> I wonder if she looks like. I think she they, she has a daughter. She looks at her daughter. Like, hey, hey, you better stop. <laughs> <laughs> I I got a size five Doc Martin. <laughs> uh, so thank you. Save We're just Jackie. playing, guys. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much. And, and some other San Antonio news. Uh, Reborn announced their new uh, singles coming out September 10th. Yeah. Uh, last time you brought them on for my uh, birthday surprise and you asked them when their new song is going to come out. Reflections. Reflection. And they said when we get around to it. And so <laughs> they finally got around to it. And so September 10th. We finally made it to Disneyland, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. And so... Uh, if you're listening, guys, uh, we would like a preview copy. Uh, just, I'm just saying, you know. Just saying. Just saying. We <laughs> just, just throwing like, it out there. We just, yeah, because, uh, you know. And so hopefully uh, uh, they'll have more and more and more to come. But I'm so looking forward to uh, Reflection. Yeah. And so I, I did not know the video was out. Same jacket they talked about. I believe about it, it is. Yeah. Okay. So I'll have to check that out. They worked real hard on that. They said it was in, it was it was like hundred degrees and they were burning up in apartment and yeah working hard so well and you know studio equipment puts off a lot of heat yes you you know that from going up to uh, see uh, TK and Stu yeah on uh, Studio B that little studio there it's not bad in the winter time but man in the summertime doesn't matter how much air you pump into that thing it is warm yeah. You can- a lot of fans blowing that night. Well, you got to turn them off because when you do the radio show, you don't want all the static in the back. Right. So. Right. I mean, you can hear fans in the background here because it gets warm here. Yeah, it's supposed to be over 100 degrees. Today, yeah. So. Yeah. It's a typical Sacramento summer. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't want to get uh, political or anything, but we need to talk about uh, 12 Marines and a Navy corpsman that passed this week. Yes. Uh, you want to do the honors, Aaron? Well, it just uh, it's sad, and, and and also I, I um, just kind of give everybody a heads up. Um, uh, Oz Fox had surgery from Striper um, a couple weeks ago, and he's still dealing with some headaches and things. So we need to pray for him too. So uh, we'll end the show today just uh, saying a prayer for these uh, families that lost a, a loved one. Um, I saw an interview with the father the the other night, and uh, oh my. My heart broke. Yeah, I bet. you know, um, we have mentored a young man, and he's in the army, and he's headed to Kuwait. And uh, I, I don't know, um, even though he's not my, you know, son from birth, um, I don't know how I'd feel. And we we are his next of kin, so if something happened to him, being in the army, we would be contacted first, and and, and I just couldn't imagine going through something like that. Yeah. Even with this young man, I've only known for about seven years. So, so, up. Let's pray, Heavenly Father. We just come to you right now. We pray for these families that have lost a loved one. Um, we just pray that uh, you would just be with them, that you would strengthen them in this uh, time of loss. And I, I come for you uh, to. Uh, Pray for Oz Fox who's dealing with some headaches from his uh, surgery. I just pray, God, that you would give him complete healing with the pain go away and uh, him and his wife, Annie, could travel back home to Las Vegas and uh, be among um, 
friends and family there. And Father, just uh, thank you for this day, this show, and uh, may someone listening be blessed. In the name of prayer, amen. Amen, brother. And, and what else do we say? Happy trails. Jesus is a 